Bum, 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 bum. It's cold outside, there's no kind of atmosphere, I'm all alone, more or less. Let me fly far away from here. Fun, 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 in the sun, sun, sun. I want to lie, shipped wrecked and comatose, drinking fresh mango juice. Goldfish shows nibbling at my toes. Fun, 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 fun in the sun, 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 fun, 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 fun in the sun, 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 fun, 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 fun. Smakehead podcast starts now. Hello, Smakehead. My name's Jed Shepherd, and I'm Daniela Phillips. Thanks for joining us for the seventh series of Red Dwarf. <laughs> um, this isn't the seventh series of Smokeheads. No, though. this no. is like the te- ninth. Tenth? We've like gone back in time. Yeah, this is the tenth. Possibly. We've done the special. It feels as well. like it. It feels like we've been here for years. We've been. Have we been doing this for three years? Uh, about that, I think. Holy yeah. moly! <laughs> we've been gone for ages. People have been bugging us on social networks. Not bugging. Not a bugging. Enthusiastically no, no, no. inquiring. Yeah. But a lot of people just blitz all in one go. They, they were always Thank like, you. "Yeah, it's <laughs> how do you do it?" Like, Hi, Jen, Daniela. I've just blitzed Smakeheads. Paul, Paul, you. That's, I know. Get that, outside. Get some sun. That's like seven hundred hours of, <laughs> of, <laughs> of, like, of us. <laughs> you know, I can't stand us. No. No. Um, but how are you, have you been, Daniela? I'm good. I'm yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Getting my tan on. Yeah, a little bit sunburnt. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But we're back at Post Pop HQ uh, to uh, do our little thing on the seventh series of Red Dwarf. Which I'm actually quite excited about because this is the first series that I actually watch live on TV. So is up it really? until this point, I'd been watching it all on VHS. So your first exposure to yes. Red Dwarf was Red Dwarf 7? Yes. <laughs> and you still watched on? I know, oh I know. I was quite young. So I put up with a lot more then. Because <laughs> as you know, Series 7 is the series that everyone loves the most, right? Um, that's not what I've heard. <laughs> no, no, people hate this series. Yeah, I can understand why now. I know. But, like, re-watching, re-watching it all, I grew to love some parts of it. To be honest, my expectations were so low mm-hmm. that I didn't think it was that bad. There were some, <laughs> some, some sort of glimmers of uh, hope in yeah. there. And, and some episodes were... We're all right. Yeah. I definitely noticed between the episodes that had the sort of canned audience laughter and the ones that didn't. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll go on to speak yeah. about that. Actually, yeah. let's speak about it now. So um, as people already know, if you're a Red Dwarf fan, you already know this fact, but let's just say it out loud for, for those new to the, to the game. Um, Red Dwarf 7 was initially... Um, because of the kind of complications of filming something uh, like Series 7, it, it was recorded without a live audience, um, which you'd think kind of cool, because there are a lot of like comedy shows out there that mm. don't have a, yeah. have a laugh track. Um, but you can tell uh, when you... Especially on Netflix, because we both watch this on Netflix, yeah. and they go in and out of uh, audience uh, yeah. laughing. I guess and not. There's, there's quite a few episodes that are, have scenes that are not filmed in the studio. Yeah, but then you would just show it on VT, right? You would yeah. show it on the screens. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Which they did kind of because they realised it just, just sounds weird. It just sounds really surreal yeah. without laughter. So they broadcast it much later to a live audience and recorded the laugh track that way. But um, how 
how it is on the like the DVD and the Blu-rays is you can choose whether to have a laugh track or not. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, I would definitely choose it every yes. time. Yeah, and I know, See, it feels so flat without it. It really does. And I know we are 21st century sensibility people where we think we don't need a laugh track to tell us whether to laugh. We know what's funny or not. But no, you really do. Yeah. Because it, it really exposes Red Dwarf, the writing of Red Dwarf, when yeah. there isn't a laugh track because you just think, oh, that joke isn't great. Didn't land. But if there was a laugh track, I'd probably go, oh, okay, that was yeah, great. People yeah, enjoyed it. yeah. So we'll. Uh, I think Daniela's taken notes. I've uh, actually done notes this series. Daniela's turned up. And then Six pages. If you've stuck with us for the last like nine <laughs> series of us of Smegheads, this is the first time Daniela's turned it's up like with new, loads of notes. New and improved. Oh my I'm god! I'm back in the game. And you chose series seven to start doing <laughs> I know. this as well. Um, but in the meantime, so we've, we've been kind of off air for about six months. There hasn't really been any big red dwarf news. Um, there's just been apart from the fact I've done notes yeah that's, that's the big Red Dwarf news uh, but in terms of like recording a new series there isn't a new uh, series 13 hasn't been announced no. yet um, I'm hoping it's quite soon um, but then because there isn't a series 13 announced we were just talking about over breakfast not that we live together or anything um, <laughs> yeah. we... or spend the night together <laughs> This was starting up on the wrong foot here. Um, but we have... Uh, what was I saying again? <laughs> yeah, we have a limited amount of series left yeah. to do of Smegheads. So Smegheads could be dead within two or three seasons. Yeah, so um, we need to find something else to potentially do. Yeah. So have you got any suggestions? Yeah. Daniel was thinking sliders. Smegheads does sliders. I love sliders. Slideheads. Um, yeah, we, we'll, we'll see about that. But I'm enjoying doing that. Also uh, suggesting diagnosis murder. I'm not, I'm not doing diagnosis murder, Daniela. No one's going to listen to that. I'm sure they would. If it was a generic Dick Van Dyke podcast, I think that could be kind of cool. Okay. Just okay. Dick Van Dyke throughout the ages. The everlasting. I don't like Mary Poppins, though. We, Your face. We, we need to we need to stop this podcast now. You don't like Mary Poppins. No. Mary Poppins is one of the greatest films of all no. time. It really is. No. And uh, it's are not you, my thing. And like the new one that's coming out. Over oh, I'm Christmas. excited about the new one because it's got Lin Manuel Miranda in it. Yeah. And then will you like Mary Poppins after that? Possibly. Well, Mary uh, Poppins is the one of the most feel good, ambitious, interesting movies. I don't like ever. it. Why? About banking. <laughs> it actually is about banking and commerce. Um, but no, I do. No, I like my Disney films a bit more animal. On the last episode of this, can we sing "Let's Go Fly a Kite"? No, come on, I don't like it. I'm going to convince you by the end of the series episode. I, I'll sing. Eight. I just can't wait to be king. <laughs> no, <laughs> or a whole new world. <laughs> anyway, it can be Peter Andre. It'll be Katie Price. I would assume that's the way it would go around. Um, but yeah, um, we won't kind of bore you with. We'll, we'll bore you on the other episodes of kind of what we've been up to and stuff. Um, but shall we crack on with the first episode? Ticket to ride. Ticket to ride. Um, and obviously, it's a play on uh, Ticket to Ride. Uh, by the Beatles, yes, which is kind of cool. Um, your general perceptions of uh, Red Dwarf Series Seven before watching this. So let, let's just get put okay. into context. What was your view of? Because I, feel, I know we've just talked about people saying Red Dwarf Seven is crap. It's the worst yeah. series. Yeah. So what was your feelings getting into this, knowing that we had to do this next? So as I said, my expectations were quite low because I've heard a lot of people say, oh, Series 7, or even you said to me, we have to be drunk to, to do this podcast. Yeah. Um, so Maybe I, we can get drunk a bit later. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah so we started early. Um, so I came into it thinking, this is this is going to be terrible. And to be honest, when, the, when, this, when this episode first started, I was like, right, yeah, it is going to be terrible. <laughs> but as it got on i thought 
you know what it's not as bad as i thought there are yeah as i said there are some, there are some odd funny bits yeah and yeah it's not not as bad as i first envisaged i think the i mean the last um series that we did the latest series there was an episode in there that was the worst episode ever. we would both, I think both of us have said we'd ever seen of Red right. Dwarf. And of any TV show ever, yeah. most likely. Yeah, there was nothing in here that came close to that. So the the, the reason why people don't like Seven is it's the first time uh, Rob Grant and, and Doug Naylor uh, kind of split. So this was the, the series after uh, Rob Grant left. And um, so you lost part of the dynamic that worked so well for the first six seasons. And Series 6 was amazing, great. And Rimmer goes. Like, Rimmer's the best character. Yeah. Why would you get rid of your best character? Well, you forget the timing of this. Like, he was a standout star of, of this show. He had Brass Empire to do. He had film projects to do. He had tons of stuff to do. So he wanted to work a little bit less on this. But we'll come on to that when we get to the next okay. episode. Um, so my, my thoughts of getting into this is obviously people consider this the, the the worst season or very close to the worst season and i always like to give the underdogs a chance like i'm i'm we're recording this the uh the same day as the world cup final and i want croatia to win just because I want they're france the but uh, the underdog should always win in my mind well, it's hardly the underdog they're at the world cup final compared to france they're, they're by far the underdog france have won it croatia haven't yeah okay um and croatia have the, the folly of of having uh dehan lovren in defense who doesn't even get into the liverpool team never mind a world cup final team um so yeah so this is this is the croatia of uh, the red dwarf uh, uh anthology we've got they're kind of almost the worst kind of setup before the se- this episode even starts because we've got the fact that um, Craig Charles was imprisoned for rape in between <laughs> series six and seven. Hashtag me too. Yeah, but that was thrown. That was thrown out. He, he was. He was. I remember uh, he was exonerated. He was exonerated. He? Yeah, so, yeah, but that that had a massive shadow over this, um, and it could have it could have destroyed some people's careers, but. This is this is Craig Charles. This is Dave Lister, and, it, and he kind of saw it through. Must have do been you, a real hard time. Do you think he would survive something like that today, or do you think anyone would survive something like that? Very today? good point. Yeah. Um, I think with we're not, networks, I think we're less accepting these days. To be quite, rightly so. To be quite honest, I think Red Wolf would be cancelled if it happened now. Yeah, that's a really good point. Actually, I think even if there was a glimmer of of the fact of him being associated with something like that, it would be cancelled and. And, and I mean, because he was exonerated a little bit later on yeah, down the line, it was so a while. I think by then Red Dwarf would have been cancelled. Um, but it wasn't cancelled, and it and it came back. But it had a, a lot of things going against it to, to start with. Didn't have the the rights and partner, um, the, the Craig Charles thing, and there was a bunch of other things. The fact that Chris Barry wanted to wanted to leave, so they had to figure out a way how to kind of transition him out slowly. Um. But yeah, so so they kind of also they had to explain the ending of six because I don't know if you remember the ending of six. Yes, I do, and they do a recap at the beginning of this episode as well. Yeah, I, I'm not sure how good that was. Good that recap was because it would just add more confusion to it. Um, I would have kind of preferred a scroll. Yes, I think so too. Because his description of it made it even more confusing. I know that was the joke, that was the point, but it just left me like, no. But what what happened? I don't really understand. It was confusing. Um, there was there was kind of allusions to the ship being changed when it was re- reconstructed, but I thought no, that was kind yeah. of silly. And as well, I mean, this episode and the next episode, they um, 
they start off with like a little bit of of the episode and then they cue to the titles they do cold opens yeah 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 and it's the only time they've done it this episode the next episode and And i just found it it, yeah i found it very strange interesting i never really noticed that good 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 see my notes yeah Well, I guess they had to do that in the first episode yeah. because they had to explain what was going on. But that could have been done in the yeah. scroll. That's how they usually do it. Just, by the way, last time this happened and yeah. this is how it's fixed. I didn't realise they did it in the next episode. We can talk yeah, about that in the next episode. Do. So, um, this is uh, this episode is uh, called Ticket Ticket to Ride. And it's m- mainly about the fact that um, the... Uh, supplies of all of the the curry supplies and the beer supplies um have disappeared so another thing i had with the problem um with this episode when it first started is the fact that you queue to the opening titles and then you've got kachansky all over them so it's like well spoiler you're 100 percent right like, yeah you yeah. Should, could have held back on that two episode like two or yeah. something well then you've also got to put into context that at the time it was known that kachansky was going to be on it and it was chloe and it mm. um that was all over the kind of advertising in the adverts before this um and also but, people knew but that there's not Chris so much Barry this leave. this i mean this day and age like you you can't avoid spoilers with like twitter and the internet but i think back then mm-hmm. it wasn't so widely publicized you're right they should have done um they should have just had a different set of of titles for when she's in it yeah fully. you're yeah. right you're right you're right, it is a spoiler. Um, I can't believe I'm saying you're right so much. This Thank is you. new to Snakeheads. That's <laughs> a new era. Snakeheads. <laughs> All the Daniela heads out there. It's like, yeah, yeah, we told <laughs> yeah. you. Daniela was right the whole time. Yeah. Uh, I proved you right. <laughs> um, you've, got some, you've, got, you've got some weird fans on Twitter, by the way. Oh, what do you mean? Nobody's, nobody's weird. You've got that guy that just always sends you penis photos on Twitter. <laughs> and you're so blatant about it. Um, it's, it's weird. <laughs> And I, 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 he just doesn't send them to me, so I'm jealous. That's all. I'll forward them on to you. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this is kind of the premise. So Lister is doing without, and they really ram it home that he really can't live without his his um, Papa Doms and his yeah. Vindaloo's and stuff. And Crichton suggests that he maybe try pasta and and uh, no beer either. Yeah, no beer. So what's he going to do? But there is uh, some other um, alternative alcoholic drinks, but. He's not really into that. Cinzano and Advocat. See, I've never had those. Oh, haven't you? Do no. you know Cinzano is like martini? Yeah, I've never, never had that. Never had that. I just stay away. I just, I just go okay. gin or something. Um, but the rest of the queue of the uh, crew um, aren't too fussed about it because they're not. One of them's a hologram. One of them's a cat. So they're not really into kind of having uh, curry. So they don't really care. So Lister kind of wants to kind of find a way to, to fix this. So his his way to fix this is going back in time, going to a time when uh, there is curry around, getting those supplies and coming back. Um, and this is the first time you, you kind of figure out, well, if you have the ability to travel back in time, why don't you just go back in time to Earth to where you're trying to get to in the first place? Well, that that wasn't even my fault. That's even cleverer. But my first my <laughs> first thought was, why don't you just go back to before it's flooded and get get the curry? Hundred percent. That was literally what came yeah. into my mind. Within this episode, it'd be, be very quick. But don't forget, we are we are trying to like pick pick holes in this. But Lister isn't always the brightest of guys. His mind is warped with the fact that he was about without curry. He's just thinking, right, yeah. where can I get curry? Yeah. Oh, I can get curry from where I used to get it back in the days. Um. 
So he has, um, uh, they have that time matter paddle thing, which you've seen in previous episodes. And again, if you've got something that can travel back and forward in time and, and space, it seems, you can, why are they stuck on this ship? They could be anywhere. They could do anything they want. It's, it's ridiculous to have this option and yeah. not use it. I mean, but I mean, at this point, they've, they've just made the conscious decision not to use it because of what's happened at the end of the last series. What, because they've turned into, into basically they, monsters? Yeah. But, you know, because now they've seen their fate, they can choose. If you knew you were going to have a pie on your face if you, if you walked left, then you'd walk right, wouldn't you? Probably depends if you like pie, I guess. Yeah. Um, so basically, they don't want to use this um, this option to, to go back and get the codes. They think it's a waste of time, and the implications are uh, could be devastating. So, Lister hatches a plan, and this plan is foolproof. It is to while while Crichton is updating some system thing in his head, uh, Lister uh, will decides to swap his head with Sparehead too, who's a bit erratic, a bit a bit little bit uh, crazy and uh let him kind of lead the way and convince the crew to go back in time um so he does this um to some really dramatic music yeah. did you notice the music it kind of felt like the music of when you're waiting like at theme park to get on the ride that cue music yeah it was a little like bit building mu- up the drama i felt it was it was kind of a, a shout kind of like a, a call back to the music at the end of series six when rimmer is blowing up that drive um it's like um i don't know but yeah you're right it's, it's a little bit dramatic for the sake of it um so he he swaps Crichton's head with Sparehead 2 while Crichton's head's recharging or upgrading or whatever and Sparehead 2 is uh, he doesn't really want to kind of do anything too crazy so he asks for his um his what's what chip's taken out of his head again his um well, guilt chip yeah to be taken out of his head because um, once that's removed, then there's there's no limits, there's no boundaries to what we can do. But the problem with that is, if you take someone's guilt out of their head, then you're going to be left with with someone who isn't a fully rounded person um, who doesn't care for anyone or anything um, around them. Um, but enough about you, Danielle. Let's oh. talk about. <laughs> I'm not Danielle, so there you go. Daniela, I said Daniela. <laughs> I said Daniela. I said Daniela. um but the yeah so we've got this situation where i mean this trope is is in tons of things getting an imposter to kind of um do it um you you often get it in tv shows where there's twins and um same scenario happens anyway sparehead 2 uh is there but he's a little bit more erratic than Crichton. so he's smoking (laughs) smoking he really can't pull off the Crichton impression too too well he's smoking he's he's effing and jeffing and uh it's not really fooling cat and and uh rimmer too much um in this first episode i want to bring back my theory okay gosh do you remember my theory your cat theory cat and rimmer a cat and, and Crichton, Crichton yeah. are the same person. Yeah. They never speak to each other. Yeah. They never, they literally never speak to each other. Find me a time in this episode. I don't, I don't know. I was looking out for it. They, they don't speak to each other in this entire episode. They don't speak to each other in this entire episode. For those who've just tuned in, my theory, and, and I stand... Which is wrong. Which I stand by, which everyone says I'm wrong about. And, and maybe I am, but like, prove me wrong. They never speak to each other. They never speak to each other in this episode. I think some said some other time when they did speak to each other in like series five or six or something. But then uh, uh, if you actually watch that again, it's a little bit tenuous. Anyway, 
Um, and I don't know what the implications of them being the same person is, but I reckon uh, Red Dwarf 13, that'll come into play if I write it. So we've got uh, at Crichton or uh, Crichton to Sparehead 2 um, explaining to the crew that it is safe. It is safe to use this time matter paddle thing. Um, and they should go back and, and and get the curry. And they're like, but you said it was. No, 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 it's all, it's all fine. It's all fine. And then Lister's like, you need to like calm it down, mate, because it, you, you're not being very convincing. Um, so... I've asked you before, Daniela, what would you do? Because this kind of has happened a million times in Red Dwarf. Okay, yeah. If you could go back in time. Yeah. Has it changed a lot? Because I can't remember. I think you said you'd go back in time and talk to some dictators or something. (laughs) Because you were really into dictators. No. (laughs) To like Napoleon and all that. Um, I don't know where I would go, but I kind of think I'd like to go back to maybe the Egyptian times. That'd be cool. That's a good show. Yeah, like kind of like Stargate-esque. That's set in the future, isn't it? The film. Isn't the film set in uh, set in the present, but then it goes into the future? No, no, they go. Don't they go back to Egyptian times? Um, no, they go into the I don't pyramids know, I've not seen in the it present. In years. And then, but it's all based on the Egyptian god Ra. But I think I don't think they go back. I think they go forward. Okay, because he's like, wait for me. Um, but anyway, yeah, the Egyptian. I used to be really in, into like Egyptian stuff when I was in primary school. That's cool. Um, yeah, so I think I'd quite like to go to back to Egyptian. Times. I'm going to add something onto it. What could you do without? What what could, couldn't you do without? That if it was wiped out, you'd go back in time for. And where would you go? Instagram. What? <laughs> you no, can't live without Instagram. No, I so. can live without Instagram. Now, what thing um, you need to live? Penicillin. You need penicillin. Yeah, I take penicillin a lot. What? Why? Because I get a lot of throat infections and I have a lot of teeth like issues. You know my operations and my teeth. Yeah, but yeah. your teeth are fine now, right? Touch wood, they're okay. Yeah, yeah but I, I, there was a time like at the end of the year and the beginning of this year, I was like penicillin like continuously for about three months. Wow. So would you? Where would and you it's go not. Back? It's not just like selfish for me. Like everyone needs penicillin. That's true. That so is I'd, true. yeah, I'd go back to. When it was discovered. When it was discovered. Is it Alexander Fleming? <laughs> yeah. Or was yeah. it Blue Pascal? I can never remember which one it was. Pasta, no. It was... I can't remember who invented yeah. it. Was it... Yeah, one of those One guys. of those two guys. Um, okay, no, that's a good one. I don't know. What about you? Well, so what can I live with? LucasAid. <laughs> I drink so much LucasAid. I know, you like chugged one this morning. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what... It's just really bad. Well, they've actually because of the sugar tax they've cut out the sugar in it so now it's healthy to drink okay <laughs> yeah healthy I, I, I'd go Better back comments. to um, I don't know I think it's been around for like a hundred years now hasn't it um, but yeah talking of hospitals I a little bit of a side last, last Sunday so a week ago I uh, was playing football mm-hmm. um, and um, I injured myself by kicking someone else right this big guy he was taking a shot, and I thought, oh, no, I'll, I'll kick the ball away from his foot just before he kicks it. He kicks my toe directly, and straight away I could hear a crack. I was like, okay, something, something's wrong here. So I hobbled off to the side, just blood everywhere, and it's like, okay, this isn't, isn't good. So this week I've been having x-rays. Yeah. Um, There's so, not much they can do for a broken toe, is Yeah, there? exactly. Um, the, the most they could do is like basically splint it and wrap yeah. it around your other foot. Because I broke my little toe before. People break the little toe all the time, yeah. then they just leave it. But I, it was my big toe that was messed yeah. up. It's still messed up now, but I'm limping a little bit. Um, But you get some really high-quality pictures of of, uh, x-rays to kind of look at, which is kind of cool. Um, But anyway, back on to Red Dwarf. (laughs) It's your medical moment. (laughs) Yeah, that's medical history. Um, 
so they uh, have this um, time paddle thing and they decide to use it to go back and get some curry unfortunately something goes wrong because uh, Crichton isn't Crichton um, so he doesn't have the expertise or the kind of will to, to kind of learn or try to do anything right so they go back to 1963 it's November 1963 famously uh, the day that um, JFK was shot yes now yeah I think it is a cheap move to go back and use famous people um, in the series. I just think it's real cheap. I didn't I, mind it. It's a, it's a science. I mean, it's a science fiction comedy show. I think having celebrities pop up is is cheap. It's a cheap move. It means that you don't really have to kind of concentrate on the writing too mean, much. What do you mean, celebrity? JFK. Yeah, he's, 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 I wouldn't class him as a celebrity. Well, actually, though. the guy that played JFK, do you know who, who it was? No. Michael Shannon. No. No. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. did recognise him. It's Michael Shannon, yeah. No. I was like... That's mental. I remember I remember at the time uh, being like someone cool, but I mean, he wasn't Michael Shannon, who, how he is now. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh my God, that's Michael Shannon. That's mental. Yeah, who is probably the most well-known and best actor ever been in Red Dwarf. Um... Until the guy from um, Coronation Street pops up in the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the highlight of his career, I'm sure. So he, um, so Michael Shannon plays JFK, um, and they um, end up they matter transport into the book depository where allegedly um, Lee Harvey Oswald. <laughs> like the, allegedly, I mean, conspiracy if, theories abound. Well, I don't. I'm not sure. I think it was an inside job. Anyway, um, he was. They appear and they accidentally knock him out of the fifth floor window. But there's that old joke that how do you know the CIA weren't involved in JFK who, um, JFK's um, death how he died <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> not really a joke but yeah, <laughs> sorry no. <laughs> no no just uh, it wasn't that funny fun <laughs> <laughs> so um, he's knocked out of the Lee Harvey Oswald is, he's about to take a shot at JFK but they knock him out of the window um uh, which kind of results in the president not being shot when he goes past in his car. Um, and that affects the course of history. Which the which kind of like... Did you, have you ever read the Stephen King book? Is it yeah, well, I, watched, I, watched, I, I did, yeah. And then I watched a TV show. Yes. It, what was it called? Like 11, 29, 22, 22 63. 63. Yeah, yeah. Um, which which is quite quite interesting. I didn't like the TV show, but I liked the book. But that's all about like what would happen if JFK hadn't hadn't died and trying to stop his. Yeah, care. well, I like the fact in, in the book, uh, um, sorry, in the TV show, they don't really explain the time travel element. They don't explain how it occurs. No. It just it just is, and, just that, and I, I do like it when that when they do that. So um, basically, basically, they get rumbled in 1963 in that book depository because Lee Harvey Oswald had taken a shot, but he'd only just injured JFK, um, and they um, Crichton mess around with the mass transporter with his foot which transports them ahead a few years um, 1966 so they can see the repercussions of their actions now the repercussions of their actions are that um, due to a massive chain of events the world is completely messed up in Dallas there is no one there all the big cities have been evacuated um, there are again it's a very cliche but there are newspapers on the floor explaining that there's been mass exoduses of all these big cities which is really interesting really because it's the same with the Stephen King 11 22, 63 yeah that 
it was a good thing for JFK to die. And if he hadn't have died, because, you know, spoiler, they, they save his life and just the world becomes a mess. And there's that same theory here. So it's yeah. really interesting the fact that a lot of people have interpreted JFK dying as a good thing. And if he hadn't died, then all these other things, like the chain reactions, wouldn't happen. Yeah. Well, I think it's because it's one of the most memorable and significant moments in, um, well, at least... Modern to, history. Modern history, yeah. yeah. So it's quite an easy... Um, uh, flashpoint to go back to in order to kind of um, build a sci-fi story around um, but I think it was in- interesting how uh, they explained kind of what happened next so what happened next was um, because he lived he was it was discovered how, how much of a womanizer he is which is well known now but not yeah. at the time um, and he was impeached, um, which resulted in a massive scandal. Um, Jackie left him. Jackie left him, yeah. Um, he sent sentenced to an open prison in July 1965, resulting in the mafia control in the US via, their, via, via J. Edgar Hoover, because J. Edgar Hoover becomes a de, de facto president, and because he's controlled by the mafia, um, it basically means the Russians can um, install um, a nuclear base in Cuba, big chain of events and leaps of logic um which means that they can reach big cities so all the big cities are are evacuated um and it's not good because it's basically destroyed civilization as we yeah. know it it's not good so um and while they're kind of discussing this they also they're really hungry so <laughs> so and this bit was quite amusing so Crichton goes off, or Sparehead 2 in Crichton's body goes off and finds something to eat. And while they're sitting around chatting, they're eating, and Cat's like, oh, this is great. And it turns out it was a human body that they found earlier on. Eric. Yeah. And this, and I mean, this this was, for me, this was probably the, the funniest bit of the episode. <laughs> oh, my God. Not the eating of the person, but right. the, their reaction. And Cat, when they just, they decide to go back again, Cat saying, I don't care where we go as long as it's before we had dinner. I thought that was quite funny. Because <laughs> do you know there's a different word for, uh, it's not cannibalism if, you, if you're doing it to survive. It's called something else. I can't remember what the name is. It's, some, it's a really cool No, I didn't cool know word. that. So like, you know like those people that crashed on the mountain yeah, and they had yeah, to eat it. Yeah. They, they're not cannibals because they... Survivalists? No, no, there's another word where you eat, you eat human flesh to survive, not because you, you like the taste of human no, flesh. I no, I didn't know that. I can't remember what it is. We'll look um, it up. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think that's kind of what they did. And it was unknowing as well, so they're not really cannibals. Um, but like, um, while they're having this conversation and while they're eating their human flesh and what came one part of me thought you know there's that kind of story of do you know what a wendigo is yes i've watched sex files oh okay yeah so so you know it's basically if you eat someone or something you you possess their spirit and yeah. knowledge and things like that so this is what made it interesting for me i don't know if this was intentional but the eating of the human flesh of eric it kind of instigated them figuring out a plan on how to fix this well they're too linked though probably not no but, I, but me being yeah that's your go you that's my there. go-to I was like hang on this is a Wendigo situation here um, but I don't know I'm sure Red Wolf fans out there like Jed stop reading too much into it um, but so they, they they form an, an idea or the kernel of an idea yeah. of how to fix this um, and how they do that is they want to go back and obviously kill JFK um, and so they thought they formed a plan on how to kill him because if you kill him it should reset the timeline etc um, but because none of them are man enough to step up and 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 fire I mean Daniela if yes. you knew this would save the world as we know yes. or, or fix the timeline 
would you stand on that grassy knoll and shoot JFK? Yes, but I'd probably like miss. I would. I would just go bang, 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 bang. And also, they didn't have to use a 20th century gun. They could have used a futuristic gun. Yeah, if they had one. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was quite clever, the fact that they went and asked JFK. Yeah, while he's been impeached. Yeah. He's on his way to yeah. Idlewild Airport. To redeem himself. Yeah, and yeah. it's great how they convinced him. They're like, in our, in our time, this airport was called JFK Airport, um, and you're a hero, and it was really nice. And, and he's yeah. like okay well then uh, this needs to needs to be done and they convince him to uh, be that second gunman on, on the grassy knoll and uh, Lister has, has a great line saying that it's going to drive the conspiracy nuts crazy yeah and I, and I love this and this this redeems the episode for me absolutely it gets stronger as the episode goes along yeah. 100% and it's great and I remember watching at the time I was like this is just genius writing this is great um, because there were so many conspiracy theories about um, who killed JFK it was the mafia it was the CIA same thing um, it was this person or that person or it was a, an aggrieved lover it was Marilyn Monroe it could, it could, it could, it could be anything Um most likely it was an inside job though most likely um so in order it make this, this episode is made by the fact that jfk kills himself because no one saw that coming and in michael, michael shannon playing this role just adds a lot of gravitas to it as well mm. he is so good yeah yeah this. i mean despite the fact i didn't know it was michael shannon <laughs> i thought the actor was very good it was really good i mean he obviously doesn't look too much like jfk but there were a little bit of prosthetics here and there in a wig you don't have to i think no. i mean the, they, the guys they get in to be hitler never look like hitler do they <laughs> no the opposite of hitler yeah i think i think we look more like hitler than that guy well, did maybe you <laughs> wow um, Savage season seven, the series of the savages. <laughs> Survival of the fittest. So we've got the uh, so we've got Michael Shannon um, sacrificing his own life, and you get the the scene where um, so walks off into yeah. the sunset but disappears. But the, 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 the when the Red Dwarf uh, kind of version of the Zapruder footage, which is the camera footage that we all know r- yeah. very well, the guy standing there and the kind of like choppy editing of um of of jfk getting shot they recreate that here in such a good way i thought it was really realistic yeah. inserting the crew of red dwarf onto it um and yeah i like like you said i love that thing where he walks away and disappears um it's quite something special about that yeah quite um, poignant yeah and that was actually the original ending it just kind of ended there with with, with lister saying oh i still haven't got a curry that would it. have been a hundred times better if it just ended like that yeah and then oh my goodness beat yeah. him up and they beat the crap out of him um and they stamp on him he would be dead right that's like american history x type thing stamping on him um and then there's a we've got a little bit of a coda at the end of the netflix version which is the extended version that was on the dvd and with that it's he, he remembers that he indeed went back and he moved all of the um the curry uh, stuff which would have saved the whole episode yeah. really because there was no debris exactly he just moved it so he um the curry essentials get moved back onto um starbug in our time because they're still chasing red dwarf they're still on starbug yeah. chasing red yeah. dwarf so those which I kind of forgot about until the yeah. end and I was like oh yeah if you think about it like Starbuck is really meant to be only a few rooms long yeah for them to have a massive room full of yeah. supplies is a bit crazy to me anyway th- their excuses um, when they were recreated after season 6 this ship is now three times bigger or whatever anyway so all the, all the curry supplies end up back on Starbug um, 
and uh, Lister's very very happy about this but then um, Rimmer kind of cajoles him to press a button um, and just yeah he pranks him yeah, he's like he's, oh I wonder what this lever does okay and you think curiosity would have killed the cat but no it essentially kills Lister because Lister pushes this button which separates Starbug yeah. in half and he goes flying off into space. And then nothing else is mentioned about that. No. He's just back. He's just back. I assume... Which annoys me so much. There's no continuity, yeah. No. I mean, I guess they they were like, okay, we actually need that, that back half of Starbuck to actually function. Um, so they... Yeah, so it kind of ends with Lister being shot out into space in the back half of Starbuck, surrounded by, by curry. And there's like about... It's a 20-second bit where he's just licking curry off his fingers. But no! He's like dipping curry. He's like dipping something in curry, but it looked like a flannel when <laughs> yeah, I was watching yeah. it. It's like, why are you eating curry off of a flannel? Because yeah. it's not bread. Because I was like, no, could it's that like be bread? bright white. Because he, yeah, he got it out of something else, and I was like, yeah, what is that? Is that like a sponge? I thought it was like a sort of white sponge or something. Because he looks really sad about eating it as well. Yeah. And then there's like because don't forget, there's no laugh track, so it's just no, silence. No. And then it ends, and just like, all right, is this like? This is this is dead. This is dead. Because you know when TV shows when someone dies and they don't play the theme song and at the just, end. Yeah, it's a silent with the credits yeah. roll, and you're like, oh. or at least oh, like, oh. a slow version. <laughs> I expected that. Um, yeah, but I don't know. This was like a cartoon version of this. Ended on a bit of a weird note. Yeah, and I mean, generally the themes kind of explored in this episode was actually really interesting yeah all in all it was a it was an okay episode it, it was but um, i can see why that extended version wasn't on the um on the transmission yeah um i mean this and this kind of like ending has been hotly debated all around the internet for, for years and years and years if, if it's even necessary and i don't think it is i don't think no, it's necessary at all no. i think it all... I, re- I didn't really care if he got his curry or not i wasn't invested it's yeah i think i think, I think it subtracts from the episode um, and also it kind of just highlights the fact that the character of lister in this episode alone is very selfish and i feel like he's not like that for most of the time mm. he has an element of selfishness but yeah. he also cares about his crew um, and in this he didn't care about anything human life even all he cared about was his curry and that's not like him at all um anything else you want to say about this episode no although i will say that um when i first watched this yeah um i probably didn't think as positive as I do about it now. I think as the other episodes went on, I was like, oh, okay, in the grand scheme of things, this one was one of the best ones, I think. I think this one was the best from Series 7. And yeah. also, I just have to say, the the look of it, the, the kind of cinematic look at it, look of it was was great. It looked, I think it looked beautiful in some yeah. bits. And I like the historic episodes. I like his, right. history. Or, yeah. And the one, you know, coming up when we, you know, I think the they use the um, the, the AR machine quite yeah. well, like so. They, we go in a few episodes of time. We got Pride and Prejudice, so I like the kind of historic I knew you'd thing. Like that episode, I yeah. know, I know, it's probably my favourite. <laughs> okay, interesting. We'll talk about that. Um, but yeah, I just thought I like the look of it. I thought the CG um, the space stuff wasn't good. It's, it's obviously better when it's practical effects rather than like an Amiga five hundred booted up on his last legs. Um, some of the some of the stuff in this series it, like the CG is terrible but it does look the actual filmed live bits that do look good but they just filmed it normally yeah. and just went back and put a cinematic filter on it yeah um, 
there wasn't anything special. No, no, I think I think this is a good episode in, in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, and can you remember another time when um, they wanted to go to uh, November 1963 in Dallas? No. In time slides. Do you remember? No. When Crichton suggests going to the grassy knoll and shouting duck. No, I don't remember that at all. Yeah, yeah, series, series ah, three. Um, it seems so long ago now. Yeah. But then, like, the kind of downsides of this episode um, is that it makes absolutely no sense because they've got a time machine. They can go they can go back to wherever they want because it's not only a time machine, it's a time and space machine. They went yeah. back to Earth. Yeah. And I mean, just stay there. They could just stay there, yeah. yeah. Or they could go a little bit more forward in time. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a chance that something may go wrong, but hang on, they can go back to 23rd century Earth. They can do that. They can yeah. easily do that. If you're a few years out, who cares? You're there. Um, so that that's a little bit of a bit of a shame. And now we know they've got a time machine that can fix any situation they come up with in the future. Yeah. It negates everything going forward because oh god, that someone wanted to kill us. Go back in time, kill him before he gets to Interesting you. Interesting enough. So I was talk- talking to you about um, a TV show that I'm watching, Timeless timeless with that abigail spencer yes. who i'm speaking to t- in two days time um and so they have a time machine but the rule of that time machine is they are not allowed to or not able to go back to their time frame so any point where they're oh, alive really? so they can go back t- to various points in the past but they they're like constrained with only going outside of their time frame so they can't Hang go on. back so they can't go anything since they were born yes exactly Okay, that sucks. Why? So they so they can't meet themselves. No. Interesting. Yeah. I'll talk. I'll talk. So to I'm wondering that. if maybe there's that's some sort of similar thing maybe that's going on here. Yeah. And by the time this goes out, which is probably next week, um, I would have already interviewed Abigail Spencer, friend of Meghan Markle. Sh- shall I ask her questions about? No, no, no okay. I don't think so. I don't think it's appropriate. Yeah. Okay. Because I think she'll be offended. Do you just think? want to speak to her because of Meghan Markle. But that's not... I'm speaking to her for a new Netflix film. I know, I know. Yeah. But. Um, listen to What to Watch on Netflix in a couple of weeks and you can hear my interview with Abigail Spencer if you want to. Anyway, um, this episode in general, I think it's, for me, it's my favourite of this series. So we're starting off with a bang, even though it's a little bit of... It's not the big bang, it's a medium-sized bang. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, and yeah, if you guys like this episode or have any differences in opinion to, to what we think, uh, do let us know. How will they do that, Daniela? I'm on Twitter at Daniela with one L Phillips. And I'm on Twitter at Jed Shepherd, J-E-D-S-H-E-P-H-E-R-D. Uh, use hashtag Smegheads or something and then we, we can find you. Um, and yeah, thanks again for listening to the new series. Mm-hmm. One episode down, yep. seven, seven to, go. to go. We thought there were only six episodes in here. I know. Can't believe there's eight. We'll be here for ages, Daniela. I know. All right. <laughs> All right, Daniela. So that's the thing you'd see. Say, see you later, Smegheads. See you later. Bye.